This is your wake up call. Charlemagne the God. The realest show on the planet. This is why I respect this show because this is a voice to society. Changing the game. You guys are the, the coveted morning show, but y'all earn that. Impact in the culture. They wake up in the morning and they, they want to hear that breakfast club. The world's most dangerous morning show. We in the mother. We in the- Yo, 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 yo. Good morning, Angela Yee. Hey, fam. Guess what day it is? Guess what day it is? Nope. All right. Hump day. All right. Better late than never. It is hump day. It's Wednesday. Good morning, guys. Good morning. Last night in the uh, tri-state area, New York City, New Jersey, Connecticut area, there has been tornado watches all night long. Which is strange. You know what? So I was out yesterday. I went to dinner. Shout out to Ali Gates. You know him. He's been up here before. He started the Claim It app and then sold it. Mm-hmm. And we went to this uh, vegan restaurant. It was called Plant Food and Wine. It's all plant-based cuisine. Okay. So it was very interesting. But while I was inside, all of a sudden, the weather just went crazy. Crazy. It was poor. I was like, all right, guess we're getting this plant-based dessert. I'm not used to that. You know, they were like, uh, get in the basement. If you live in certain areas, you know, go in the basement. I'm like, what the hell is going on? Yeah, it was uh, crazy outside yesterday. Yeah, the weather was disgusting. Mm-hmm. Well, we have a Dr. Jessica Clemens joining us this morning. That's right, because it's Mental Health Awareness Month hey, still. Charlamagne. Yes. Even, though, even though mental health is a lifestyle, like my shirt says today, but it is Mental Health Awareness Month for the next few more days. So we'll be kicking with her in a little bit. And then we got front page news. What are we talking about, E? Uh, we are going to talk about, I mean, I mean, let's start it off with the weather. There's been 13 straight days of devastating tornadoes, and there's still 39 people under, 39 million people under severe weather threats. Wow. Uh, we one of them. Yeah, we talked about that this we morning, did, yeah, about we last night. about it. <laughs> right, we'll get, nothing you can do when a tornado comes. I don't know if y'all ever seen a tornado. I've uh, never, uh, I don't think I've ever seen one. Well, it's going to sound like a train coming, so... It's not like, uh, you know, you don't you don't have about 15, 20 seconds to prepare. Yeah, they were saying yesterday, get in the basement. And it was like, you know, we advise you get in the basement. Was it like, wasn't that. Like, where I was, I mean, I was in the city, was. yeah. It was just raining really, really hard for a minute. So I stayed and got, I told you, my plant-based dessert mm-hmm. and all this. Plant, I had uh, plant-based lasagna. I don't know if you've ever had any of these things, but it's like instead of the noodles, it has cucumbers on top. Okay. And then it had the vegan cheese and, yeah. All right. Well, front page news is next. Don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Let's get to some front page news. What are we talking about, Yee? Well, I told you earlier, 13 straight days of devastating tornadoes, 39 million people still under severe weather threat. In the past 13 days, there's been twisters in multiple cities. And since Monday, there's been 76 tornado reports. Mm. So just really bad out there in Arkansas. They said the river, is, the Arkansas River is expected to crest this afternoon at around 41 feet. And they're saying this is going to be record-breaking all along the Arkansas River. It's something we have never seen before. It's the highest the river has ever been in recorded history. You didn't see those people that had to jump through the Chick-fil-A window to escape the, uh, the tornado? No. They was in the drive-thru while the tornado was coming and they had to jump through the Chick-fil-A window to get to safety. Let me tell you something. That's not a bad place to go. When, when the tornado's coming, it sounds like a train is coming and it is one of the most humbling things that you will ever experience because you realize that there is nothing truly in your control. I never experienced a tornado. Have you, you? No, I've never been in one. No, we haven't. Yesterday, like I said, that, that little 
tornado alert was was the closest I think I've ever been. You know, there's been more than 1,000 flights delayed or canceled. So again, people who are traveling, just make sure you check up on it before you go. And they said the weather's going to get nasty again tonight. Yeah, it's been pretty bad. Nothing you can do. No amount of money. I don't care what kind of car you're driving. I don't care how healthy you are physically or mentally. When them damn tornadoes come, you realize that this whole thing is bigger than you. All right, Deontay Wilder. We've been waiting for this fight between him and Anthony Joshua. That won't be happening in 2019. He will be fighting Luis Ortiz in the fall. That's a waste of time. Salute to my guy, the Bronze Bomber. Salute to Deontay Wilder. I, I think Luis Ortiz is a great fighter, but you already beat Luis Ortiz. Like, <laughs> you knocked Luis Ortiz out. Why fight Luis Ortiz again? Well, I guess he's just waiting on Anthony Joshua. Man, so. then that's what he should do. Just wait, wait, train. He probably want to make some money and fight still. He's pay, you paid up. You can't listen. Luis Ortiz is a tough fight. I don't know if you saw that fight, but Luis Ortiz rocked Deontay Wilder. In yeah, the and that's time. why people want to see it again because they said it's no. been a pretty tough. It was a pretty tough match for them. It, so. it's, it, it's a pointless rematch. You are you knocked Luis Ortiz out. You got past that hurdle. Let Anthony Joshua go fight some of those guys. Anthony Joshua said the other day that Deontay Wilder and Tyson Fury be fighting trash cans. Will you go fight some of them trash cans that they fought? Because you haven't, sir. All right, now fans are upset about this new deal. Do you know Richie Incognito? No. no. All right, well, he's a former Dolphins guard. He just signed a deal with the Oakland Raiders. And oh, the he, racist. Yes. Oh. All right, so he's had all kinds of scandals in 2013. Incognito was suspended by the Dolphins. He allegedly harassed Jonathan Martin with racist voicemails and text messages. He was also accused of making racist slurs toward the team's assistant trainer. And during the 2018 Jaguars Bills uh, AFC wildcard playoff game, he hasn't played in the NFL since 2017. And he also has faced some off-field controversies. He threatened to shoot the employees of a funeral home because he wanted them to cut his father's head off for research purposes. And then what? he walked through the building, destroying property. And after that, he became a... Well, that was after he became a free agent. So he was arrested then on disorderly conduct charges. Amazing that he can make it back into the NFL and have no problem so the Raiders signing signed a deal. Mm-hmm. Wow. How crazy is that? All right. Well, that's front page news. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you're upset, you need to vent. Hit us up right now. Maybe you had a bad night. Maybe the weather just got to you. Or maybe you feel blessed and you want to spread some positivity. Whatever it may be, 800-585-1051. Hit us up right now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Wake up, wake up. Wake your ass. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're mad or blessed, we want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Joey, what's up, Joey? Hey, what's going on, DJ Envy? What's up, bro? Get it off your chest. What up, King? Hey, man. Uh, uh, and and Angela. Say, hey, what up, Ange? Damn, yeah. hello. I just want to call, man, say, hey, man, y'all doing y'all the best radio in Detroit right now, man. Well, thank you, sir. Appreciate that, bro. You're welcome, man. Hey, Envy. Yo. Hey, man, I know you're doing your, you and Angie are doing your, your house thing, man. Y'all need to do some stuff in the small city in Highland Park, man. Okay, Highland Park, we got you. All right. I'll All be right, in the train in two weeks. Hey, oh, and Envy, Me too. Um, you need to come to this one place called Ali Taco in Detroit, too, man. Okay, I'll check it out next time I'm there. I'm there in two weeks, too. You too, Angie. Oh, thank you. I will. All right, brother. <laughs> All right. I was at Central Kitchen and Bar. That's my spot, though, in Savannah Blue. I love that, but I'm open to try new places. Aisha! Yes. Hey, get it off your chest, mama. All right, so I have somebody that's going to be staying with me 
Oh man. Is it a guy? It's a female. Oh. I'll get some boxes and pack all that stuff up and have it right by the door. <laughs> That's what I wanted to do. You man. should. I'm take it to a school or something. It's like, and also, it's like I missed something out of my house too. And I'm like, oh, hell no. Avoid me. Or she's trying to avoid me because she, I don't know. What are you I'm missing? Huh? What are you missing? My little daughter's book bag. It's a little cute mini mouse book bag. And I haven't seen it since. She was there. Or may- maybe it's just a mess and it's somewhere in the house. I try, I try looking. I look everywhere and stuff, and I don't know. And I'm try- I don't know what to do. Like, help me out. What should I? I'm going to try She to told you, put her. the stuff in the box. I would pack all that stuff up. I can't stand having clutter everywhere. I would pack everything up in some boxes and be like, your stuff is here in some boxes. Let me know what you want me to do. You got, you got, I, put- I would give her two weeks, two weeks to get this issue out. No, I'll give it one week. Hey, what's your name, bro? Yo, yo, it's Ronnell from Palmdale. Ronnell, get it off Ronnell your chest. from Palmdale. Did you try to make that rhyme? Nah, I didn't. Hey, Uncle Charlotte, man, I'm trying to get a copy of your book, too, by the way. Listen, there's bookstores all through the world. Okay? Just homeless. This man. guy was just homeless. You got Barnes and Nobles. You got Books hey, a Million. Yeah. You got Amazon. All right, well, when I get my first check, I'm going to definitely go copy well, you know, which, which, which one? Which book you want? I want the first one, man. I, I want the first one. I want to... Um, Black privilege. You want black privilege? I, I'm going to send you black privilege. I'll send you a copy of Shook One, too, but they, I heard you homeless. The way I'm going to send it to him. He was homeless. He just got his first job. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was um, I was in the streets, you know what I'm saying? And I uh, turned my whole life around. You feel me? Sobered up. Got my job. Um, relocated from Cali to Texas. So I'm just blessed. I'm going to put you on hold. I'm going to mail you a copy of both books. You know what I mean? Okay. Um. Hey, one more question. Hey, is he there? Yeah, he's here. I'm right here. Hey, yeah, I um look, I know it's been a minute already since that happened, but congratulations on your little Gracie and all that, you know. Why y'all say Hi. little Gracie? Grace is a huge compliment. Hey, accomplishment, I like that, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm, okay, I didn't mean to, I didn't mean to downplay it, but yeah, you know, you be doing your thing. And I listen to all y'all, all of y'all other podcasts, brilliant idiots. Lip service and the um, Casey crew. Thank, well, you, thank you. We sir. appreciate you. And shout out to Thea Mitchum. She's our boss up here at iHeart. She's on the cover of the Radio Inc., the most influential women in radio magazine. That's it's right. Like yes. One of the biggest issues for them of the year. Shout so out congratulations to Coach Thea. Drop on the clues bombs for Coach Thea. Y'all may not know what Radio Inc. is, but it's a big radio industry magazine. So that is a great look for Thea. And yeah, I made it the... in here for most influential on-air hosts and personalities. Oh, you made it in there too? Mm-hmm. Congrats. And she went to the real HU by the, by, by the way. Hampton. Hampton. They yeah. called Thea, what they call Thea on the front of that? The Fireball. Yep, Fireball. Wow. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> All right. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. <laughs> your time to get it off your chest, whether you're mad or blessed. So you better have the same energy. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Sal, who's this, Sal? Hey, this is Sal calling from LA. Good morning, Breakfast Club. How you guys doing? I just wanted to spread some positivity here. Talk to me, sir. Good morning, by the way. Hey, what up, Hey, good morning, Charlemagne. Good morning, Angela. Angela Yee. Good morning, uh, DJ MD. What's up, bro? I like Angela. Man, I just want to say uh, God is good, man. Every day. Um, like, I lost I lost my, what I thought was a good job back in February. Um, right now, I'm headed to, uh, and I got rehired. Well, I got I got another job, like, you know, pretty much a month later. Um, man, this job that I got, I'm pretty much working for Frito-Lay. 
um, it's like ten times better than the job that I got that I that I the job that I got released from. Um, so basically, the big you. picture here is the big picture here is I mean, no matter what obstacles come upon your way, uh, man, you just gotta stay positive, put everything in God's hands, stay focused. Oh, and, listen, uh, I, man, I got I got one for you to put on social media today. Check it out. Sometimes God's blessings are not in what he gives, but in what he takes away. Stop trying to pick up what God told you to put down. That's what I'm talking about, Charlamagne. God, that's why I love you, bro. Seriously, I love you man. more, my brother. Thank you, brother. I wonder if he's eating mad chips and Frito-Lay now. Probably. Cassandra! Yes, I am. You know what? I am so pissed off. And I cannot believe that it did not make front page news. Calm down, Sandra. Go ahead. You know, I can't calm down, Charlamagne. You know I get upset. Because let me tell you something. This Puerto Rican officer, Latino, I, uh, got yesterday was allowed to go home on a bracelet after he shot this young man. He shot two of them. One of them died. And I want you guys to pull up the video and watch how he just running behind the car shooting at this young man. Who now, are you talking about? In January. This happened in January. The family was under the impression that maybe he had did something, to, maybe he was shooting back at the officer, and that's why the officer shot him. The rest of us didn't even know this had taken place until last week. Four months later, you were released a body cam. This officer allowed to go home, and then they talk about how his family, he needs to go home to his family because he has four kids. They didn't talk about Griffith's four kids. They didn't talk about the fact that he has a child in college. What about his child that has to go to school without him? This, you know, And every time we have a shooting here in Newark, it's usually at the hand of a non-black officer. Mm. We don't go around shooting other, uh, black officers don't go around shooting uh, 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 Puerto Ricans or, or other, uh, you know, non-blacks. But they continue to shoot us. And now you had a guest up there named Ebony. And I think her name Ebony is Ebony Williams. Oh, Ebony K. Williams. Yeah, what is the name of that order, that law she said that we need to uh, put in place in order to stop some of this mess? I don't remember, but that Find interview... Find out, Charlamagne. Find out. Find yeah. out. <laughs> that interview is available for you, you to research. Well, all right. She right. She's she very is. passionate, yes. Very passionate. She calls all the time. Shout out to Newark. All right. Uh, hey. Kurt. Yeah, yeah. Hey, you guys. Um, I'm 26 today. Today is the day I was born. Happy born day. Happy birthday. It's a bad bitch birthday. How you feel, King? Yeah, I, I feel good, man. I um I started work like two and a half hours early so I can get off <laughs> two and a half hours early. You know what I'm saying? You ain't going to do nothing when you get off. You ain't got no girls. Man, my wife, as a matter of hey, fact, hey, that's, that's right. me. Uh, with some things, she, she got something planned for me today, tomorrow, uh, Friday, Saturday, did I think maybe Sunday? I mean, that's how usually how it goes. It's Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. It's been like that for a long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You guys guys have a wonderful day, man. You too. Happy birthday. birthday. Have a great day. All right. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, you can hit us up at any time. Now, we got rumors on the way? Yes. Hear what T.I.'s wife, Tiny, has to say about Kodak Black and the beef that T.I. had with him. All right. We'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. This is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee. Rumor has it. Rumor, rumor, rumor. On the Breakfast Club. So listen up. Nah, 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 nah. Why you start doing that? You started doing the hand signal like, no. All no. right, so let's talk about, um, because <laughs> no, everybody just walked in here. Oh. And they're about to turn the lights on. You know, we don't have revolt. 
for um, two weeks. They don't come back until Monday. No. Oh. So we have the lights nice and dim because we don't have to worry about cameras filming in here and everything. All right, so let's talk about Tiny. She recently did an interview with Young Jock, and she was talking about T.I.'s beef with Kodak and what went down with them. Just as a refresher, here's what happened with Kodak Black and what he said about uh, T.I. and Lauren London. Well, of course, T.I. thought that was very disrespectful and addressed him via social media where that was posted also. And then they had a back and forth. Well, here's what Tiny had to say about the whole situation. I mean, you know, I try not to get in tips, you know, rents and all of that, but, you know, I know he's a very strong, uh, opinionated person, and he's going to say how he feel, and he's very close to Nipsey, so he took it very personal. I hate when he goes on his, you know, when he has to feel like he needs to step in, but, I mean, that's what he does, so, you know, I just sit back and let him handle it. I don't really listen to half of the stuff that's going on. And I just let him do what he's doing because he's running it. Yeah, and I'm do you sure. remember, yeah, Kodak put out Expeditiously, mm-hmm. yeah. that song. And T.I. has not responded on a um, song yet, but he has responded via his social media. And, you know, basically he felt like he owed it to Nipsey. That's his boy. I don't see nothing wrong with yeah, that. Yeah, and I'm sure if, if T.I. gets too close to the ledge, Tiny will pull him back. You know what I mean? And be like, look, don't lose it all. I wonder if there's any pulling T.I. back when he's upset. I doubt it. You know, no, T.I.'s a more, <laughs> this is a more mature version of T.I., you know what I'm saying? T.I. 10, 15 years ago, absolutely not. But I think T.I. thinks, twi- he measures twice to cut once nowadays. All right, now let's talk about Lamar Odom. He was on The View, and he talks about Dennis Hoff. You know, Dennis Hoff owns the Bunny Ranch with mm-hmm. Lamar Odom. He did, ain't he? Yes. Yeah. Oh. And uh, basically, he was on The View, and this is what he had to say about Dennis Hoff. Dennis Hoff, I don't know what he had against me, but I didn't do drugs that night, to be honest with you. Right. So I don't know if he tried to poison me or... Something. He tried to kill me. You write in the book. Can't you prove it? Yeah, I can't, but my, can't yeah, my, my lawyer my lawyer has um, work. Is at the Bronco that said right. that he, yeah. he tried. He almost succeeded, though. We are awaiting a reply from Dennis Hoff. Yeah, investigators did say there was cocaine in Lamar Odom's system at the time, but Lamar Odom says he did not knowingly take any drugs that night, so he clearly believes that that's what happened. Has Dennis Hoff replied? No, he hasn't. Of course he can't. I I see something Lamar Odom said he was in a relationship with Taraji P. Henson, too? He did. In his book, Darkness to Light, he did say that he had a secret relationship with Taraji P. Henson, and he ruined that... I guess with his indiscretions as well, but I don't see the point of him telling that story. It seemed like he had a lot of respect for her. He's telling everything he, now. I don't see the point. Like I mean, he, it's his memoir. Yeah, but you've lived a great life yourself. Like you've overcome all of this drug addiction. I don't care about your past. Uh, lies. We also haven't read the whole book, so we don't know if that liaison was oh, what I was some lies on. Oh, I know him. <laughs> <laughs> so we don't know if that. Well, this is I truth. tried to correct you without saying it, but um, we don't. Yeah, if it really happened, and maybe it's relevant to his story, because I haven't read the whole book. That is true. I mean, Sometimes I, taken yeah. out of context, you're like, "Why is this in here?" But yeah. it might just be an excerpt. Well, that's his truth anyway. If he wants to tell it in his book, why not? If it's relevant to your story, a lot of times people just put that in books because they know that's what sells. They put that in books. They have their PR publicists throw that out. We mentioned it on radio shows like this. People mentioned it on TV. It's pub for the book. They said it was just months before Chloe's proposal, so I don't know. We'll see. Chloe proposed to Lamar? No, before he proposed to Chloe. Oh. 
You know, but... Yeah, did, why are you saying that, man? Leave Chloe alone. That's what you said. You said Chloe's proposal. But wasn't he also with his child's mother, Liza, at that time, too? Hey. Liza. Liza. That's what I meant when I said Liza. Liza? Okay. I, was talking, I was talking about his baby mama, Liza. Liza. Yo, shut That's up, her man. full name, Liza. You Liza. Know, also, <laughs> in Lamar Odom's memoir, Darkness to Light, he also talks about Chloe uh, Kardashian and how he once threatened to kill her while he was high. He said he started hallucinating, and he then... Thought said, it was O.J.? Yeah, he Shut no, up. He had to defend it. himself. Shut up, man. He said he forcefully grabbed her as she shouted threats in his face, and he said, what the F are you doing? You trying to embarrass me in front of my friends? I'll effing kill you. You don't know what I'm capable of. And he said he was humiliated after that whole ordeal. Jesus Christ, turn this into a book already. Cast some tall people. He, and, it, it is, is a, a book. book. I mean, not a book, a movie. What's wrong with you this cast morning, man? Cast, <laughs> cast some tall people and turn this into a movie already. This sounds amazing. Should Did he put in... Lamar Odom's Lizons. Lizons. <laughs> Did he put in there when he called me to threaten Charlemagne? That wasn't he in didn't, there? I don't know if it's in the book. We got to no. make sure that we read it. But He threatened me? He just said he was going to beat you up. Yeah, but they do say it is going to most likely get a feature-length movie. It, got, it, 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 it sounds sense. like one. Yes. Now let's discuss Jason Mitchell. All right, so the showrunner from The Shy has done an interview basically talking about things that happened on set. So, Ayanna Floyd, she discusses why there were some issues on set. They said he basically was on set, and there were at least two women who had filed official complaints against Jason Mitchell. You know him as playing Brandon on The Shy. That included Tiffany Boone, who plays his girlfriend Jerrica on the show, and also Ayanna Floyd, who is a second season showrunner. They filed a complaint, and there was HR training that took place. But despite that training, there still were issues and alleged conduct uh, that was misconduct persisted. And that's when Tiffany Boone asked to be released from the series. But Jason Mitchell was supposed to return for season three. And they said Lena Waithe was aware after the first season of what went down, and that's when he had the training and you know, all of that, but clearly I guess they're saying there was still some uncomfortability on the set. Then he had to do Desperados, which was a mo- which is a movie coming out on Netflix, and they said just within four days there were two complaints uh, against him officially, so I guess they investigated that and found that those complaints were warranted, and that's why they decided to fire him on Desperados after that. That's when he got fired from The Shy. They said he started making actresses uncomfortable almost almost as soon as he arrived in Mexico where the film is shooting. Uh, Desperados is a comedy about a group of young women who make a frantic dash to Mexico hoping to delete an embarrassing email that one sent to her new boyfriend. So that's what that movie is about. They said he was making highly inappropriate remarks to two actresses in the film and lingering very close to their quarters. And that's according to multiple sources. Well, that young brother must have really pissed off the wrong person because they got Jason up out of here. Like, everybody came together to put out a collective press release. Mm-hmm. Like, everyone, from from Netflix to, 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 to Shy to his agents to his managers, they all put out one collective press release to say we're no longer in business with Jason Mitchell. Right. And, you know, they said he does come from, he's from New Orleans. And remember, we had his acting coach up here. As, or, no, his first agent from New Orleans. She yes. was up here as well. And they talk about his background and just how he was successful and made it out. But clearly there's some things that he's still dealing with. But super talented, but very sad what's going on. And, and just to put it in context, his agency is UTA. You know who now else it is. Yeah. yeah. You know who else's agency oh, is what? UTA? Oh. Jesse Smollett. So UTA stuck by Jesse Smollett, but they didn't stick by uh, Jason Mitchell. So... That yeah. says a lot. I mean, I guess harassing uh, multiple people on sets, uh, different sets, will probably get you. It'll get you. F- it should get you fired from that set. But to have your agent, yeah, your manager, more. and everybody else jump you—I mean, drop you at once—must be a lot more Jesus. we don't know about. Yeah. 
All right. Well, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your rumor report. All right. Thank you, Miss Yee. Now, when we come back, we got front page news. What are we talking about, Yee? Yes. You know, we told you about Robert F. Smith and how he's paying off for the 2019 graduates of Morehouse, paying their financial uh, loans off. Well, let's talk about something else that he is doing. He's doing some paid STEM internships. Okay. We'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God. We are The Breakfast Club. Hey, drop on the clues bombs for everybody out there having spam for breakfast. I understand you're struggling. I salute you. That's what funny you think that you about just that? said that because I was just thinking about how I want to try to do this plant-based diet for the next couple of months, but it's hard. Well, spam got to what do that. Because you started talking about spam, and I was just thinking about plant-based, and then you said spam, and it made me want to throw up. Okay. All right. However you, however you got there, you got there. Yeah, you got there. You know All what right. I'm saying? All right. <laughs> it made sense okay. somehow. All right. Well, let's get some front page news. <laughs> I don't know what made him think about spam. That's why I was thinking about food, and he's thinking about that. All right, now let's talk about Robert F. Smith. Now, we all know him from having uh, donated to the Morehouse College graduates. He's taking care of all of their loans. Well, he also now is continuing that work. He has the Intern X Initiative, and he'll be bringing opportunities in the STEM field to young adults. So this company that he has created um, so far has gotten students into the door. But that's the Fun2 Foundation, right? Intern X I don't know what... Oh, yeah, it's this Fund2 Foundation that mm-hmm. actually uh, covers all of those things financially. So uh, last year, 70 students were placed in paid summer internships in the STEM field. The platform hopes to place 1,000 interns this year, and that's for students in underserved, disadvantaged communities. So by, I think that'd be dope. By the way, Robert Smith's focus has always been to get black people involved in the tech world. Like, his, his Vista Equity firm owns about 50 software companies. He's, he's got, like, 60,000 employees. He invests in the startups. Like, he's... He's been putting his money where his mouth is when it comes to getting black people involved in the tech world. All right, now let's talk about Mackenzie Bezos, by the way. She's uh, worth nearly $37 billion, Mm. and she has pledged to give at least half of her fortune to charity just after finalizing her divorce from Jeff Bezos, the world's richest man. So that's all the giving pledge which she has signed, and that initiative was launched by Warren Buffett and Bill and Melinda Gates back in 2010. And so basically that's giving these billionaires a way to dedicate a majority of their wealth to charitable causes, either during their lifetime or in their wills. So. I wonder how it works when you get divorce settlements. Do you have to pay taxes on I'm divorce sure. settlements? So, so I mean, it's, it's still a good deed either way, but I don't know. And divorce, because the money is that you already paid taxes on the money, right? I don't know. That's what I'm asking. I don't know. Yeah, you probably do, because you know what? If you leave money for your kids, I think you got to pay taxes for it on so, that, too. So she's giving this charitable donation away. I mean, it's still a good deed either way, Correct. but is it for tax purposes or just because? I don't know. She did not specify, but, yeah. but I'm sure that for tax purposes it makes sense. I'd rather donate my money than give it away to taxes. That is very yeah, true. I'm, 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 yeah, absolutely. So get it how you can get it. Um, Burger King, by the way, they're saying that they're planning to boost sales by double digits. They just tested Impossible Burgers for 29 days in 59 different Burger Kings in the St. Louis area, and they said that foot traffic went up 18.5%. So they were declining before that, so now the foot traffic is going up. And I'm not going to lie, the idea that the Impossible Burger could be at Burger King is making me want to go there. I eat at Fridays now because they have Beyond Burgers. Listen, people are always looking for fast, healthy options. So if you can get a fast plant-based Impossible Burger, why wouldn't you? Yeah, I think that'll work. It also is the other things on the burger sometimes taste good. I remember when I used to work for Wu-Tang and they were vegetarian, they would go get a Whopper with no meat. 
So that's they would just get like their bread, the salad, the tomatoes, and all that other stuff that's on it. Just a whopper with no the, meat. The bread, <laughs> yes, yeah, like that's a crazy. bread sandwich. That's just silly. <laughs> that sounds disgusting. I would love to see the Burger King employees <laughs> that had to deal with old dirty bastard coming in there ordering a whopper with no meat. It, uh, it wasn't old dirty bastard doing it, but the ones that were vegetarian oh. at mm. the time. Okay. They were, and so it was hard to find those options, so they would just go places and get things and get no meat. It's right. not even a burger. What is that? What do you call it? I don't know. It's just bread and. I've seen people do that before. Sauce let me, oh yeah, and or, or let me get a burger with no bread. Like just, just, just the way. Well, yeah, thing. they do have lettuce burgers and stuff like that. So instead of the bread for people who aren't doing carbs, you could put lettuce around it and okay. eat it like that. All right. Well, that is front page <laughs> news. Now, when we come back, we're trying to be better. That's right. 800-585-1051. Doctor Jessica Clemens will be joining us. Doctor Jess. I love Doctor Jess. It is. Uh, what is it? Is it still? It's still Mental Health Awareness mental Month. Health awareness the, month. Whole, the whole month for me is Mental Health Awareness Month. Even though you know, mental health, being mentally healthy, should be a lifestyle for us all every day. But it is Mental Health Awareness Month. And uh, if you if you got some questions, I know it's a lot of people out there that are always coming up to me saying they wanna get into therapy or they want to sit down and talk to somebody, uh, Dr. Jessica Clemens could be your gateway drug okay. to that. All right. Well, let's open up the phone lines and you can talk to Dr. Jess when we come back. 800-585-1051. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Now, it is Mental Health Awareness Month. Yes. It has been a, all month. And we have a special guest joining us. Dr. Jessica Clemens, welcome back. Hi. I'm Ask Dr. Jess. Yes, I'm so happy to be here. Good morning. All right. Well, Dr. Jess, we are actually giving people an opportunity to speak with you. Okay. We're going to do this again. We'll get right to it. That's yes. right. We'll get to it. Okay. People are waiting on hold for you. Yes. Before we do, I just have one question. Oh, yes. You've known Charlemagne a long time. Mm-hmm. He's been going through therapy. Yes. Has you, ha, have you seen much of a change? Well, see, I've only known him since he's been yeah. in therapy. Yeah. Okay, so, have you seen a change since you've seen him? I mean, I think he's... Because he has mean spurts sometimes. I'm just trying to... Uh, that's, that's natural, that right? That is, right? I, I talk a lot about mm-hmm. anger. Mm-hmm. It's a healthy emotion to an extent, but a lot of people don't express their anger in a healthy way. And mm-hmm. So, you know, you got to learn to channel it into things like the yes. book, right? That's the right. Books, so... The gym. The gym. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Right, what about, like, Waffle Color Negro, Beige Bitch? <laughs> it's, it's, I wonder if he's being triggered... When that happens. That's my trigger right there. <laughs> that, that, Wait, did you just blame it on that, Envy? Yes. <laughs> he is my trigger. Sorry, I don't even use that language till I come in here. Trigger. Okay. <laughs> Envy is my trigger. <laughs> that you should kinky. work on that. Well, Charlamagne's trigger am. happy. <laughs> Let's go to the phone line, man. Now, Daryl, um, now what's your question? My question is, um, I've been trying to talk myself into going to talk to somebody, but I'll have these like moments where I can't shake being upset about anything and I, I'll tell myself that I know it's stupid or I know that there's no reason to be sad but I'm sad and I just can't shake it and I don't know if that's like depression or um, you know what it could be and then sometimes I'll wake up and my heart's just racing mm-hmm. and I can't stop my mind from thinking all the time I just, I just wish I could turn it off sometimes and it just won't Sounds like anxiety. What do you think? That's definitely anxiety. anxiety. Go ahead, Dr. Jess. Let Dr. Jess cook. She says she can't make herself happy. Yeah, so listen. So obviously I don't know you. I can't, you know, speak to what exactly is going on. But sadness that lingers for weeks and you can't Mm -hmm. shake it. You're trying to do things to make yourself feel better. It could be depression. Depression and anxiety go hand in hand. And what you're describing are, it sounds like nocturnal panic attacks where you're waking up, your heart's racing. I wonder if you're also having shortness of breath racing thoughts yeah, a lot. <laughs> uh, exactly so these are reasons to go get help and i heard you say in the beginning that you have to kind of talk yourself into it in 2019 yeah. 
if Charlemagne can go to therapy and have two incredible books where he talks about that, there's really no I excuse. Know. You got to do it. You got to do it. It just sounds so crazy to say, oh, yeah, I think I might have depression. Because I don't, I mean, I don't feel like I have anything to be sad about. I feel like I have a great life. That's not what depression um, is. Depression does not discriminate. Depression doesn't say, hey, your life looks like you should be really sad. It can hit anyone at any point in their life. And that's the reason why you want to get help so that you don't keep your mind in that state where you start to question everything yourself. And for some people, it can lead to, just want to, you know, say a trigger warning, it can lead to suicidal thoughts. So you mm. definitely want to seek help. And this is my urgency to you to do that. Okay. All right. All right. Good luck, okay. Mama. Good I luck. All right. Appreciate y'all. Yeah. Uh, her name is Debbie. She lost her daughter 32 days ago. Oh, and sorry. she's And she's... Is, oh, good, because I want Dr. Jeff to talk about grief. <laughs> not, oh, good. She but, just wrote an essence... I know it's not good, but she just wrote an article for Essence about grief, so this is good. Debbie. Hello? Hey, Debbie. Good morning. You're on with Dr. Jess. Good morning. I told her that y your situation, you lost your daughter 32 days ago. I'm very sorry. Yeah, she did. Um, she was diagnosed with CHF when she was 26. Hmm. And she went through three major surgeries, a defibrillator, all that, and a heart mm. transplant. Mm. Sorry to hear that, Mama. Mm. She went to sleep one night and never woke up. And she was trying to figure out how, how she can go on with life. She she is very difficult and hard for her. What would you suggest, Dr. Jess? Yeah, so again, I, my condolences to you. This is such a devastating and unbelievable loss that ooh, it's hard to even imagine. Our um, condolences from all of us up here, by the way, Debbie. Absolutely. You know, it's it's still so early. I, I, I First of all, it's always reasonable to feel what you're feeling. But I think it's going to be so important for you to pull those people in your life to be there to support you. Who, who do you have in your life? I have my younger daughter mm -hmm. and my grandkids, um, my husband, niece and nephew, my mother and everybody. And it's just, I feel everything I try to do, I feel guilty because my mother's not here with us to be one with us anymore. Right. Well, you know, in these early days and even months, and you know, even up to a year, you, you may still feel this way. So I, I think it's going to be important for you to lean into the supports you have, you know, talk about her, honor her memory. I'm so sure that your daughter will want you to do things that make mm -hmm. you happy and to be supportive to the rest of the family as well. That's what she would want. Your daughter loved you. Yep. I know that's what she would want, but it's just I feel so guilty doing all these things, and I just feel like I'm bringing everybody down around me when I talk about it because I'm constantly looking at her pictures and her messages, everything. Would you suggest a grief counselor for her? Dr. Absolutely. Jeff? It's so reasonable to see a grief counselor. Do you have anyone that you've been looking into getting? No, I've actually, I wanted to try to reach out to other mothers or parents that have lost their kids so that way they, that they know exactly what I'm going through. Mm -hmm. You know, they know what my pain actually is. Yes. Where are you from? Where are you from, Mama? Super Hampshire. Okay, you want to hold on the line? Let's see if we can find somebody in that area to help you out. Or a support group? That would yeah. be amazing for you. NAMI.org is also a, a great resource for support groups as well. NAMI.org. You want to hold on? Sure. Okay, thank you. Hold on, okay? You know, I, I read the article that you wrote for Essence, and it's, it's so interesting to me because I don't think there's anything that can be said or done to make people feel better when someone they love passes. Am I, am I wrong about that? No, you're not wrong. Mm -hmm. And and I think we have to resist the urge to try to make people feel better. Mm -hmm. um, it's just going to be important to... You know, honor their memory like you uh, said, Angela, with, you know, living for them in, in the way that you know that they would want you to. But give yourself time to feel it. 
Um, I know as a community, we've all experienced a recent major loss, and there were so many people in my inbox like, why am I feeling so sad? That is just Rest a part of it. Rest in peace, Nipsey Yeah, that, that's a part of the process of grieving. And so there are five stages. They're not in any particular order. Depression is one of them. Guilt, like she's describing. Just feel it. Mm-hmm. Feel it, and don't be afraid to let someone who has professional skills, like a, you know, a grief counselor, step in and give you more support. Mm-hmm. All right, we got more with Dr. Jess. When we come back, don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God. We are The Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Dr. Jess. Charlemagne? What do you think about things like uh, float therapy or brain training or a magnus field? Explain it. I, I don't know. What's, what's float therapy? Float therapy is when they uh, lay you down in this, like, whoa pool and it's like a saltwater pool and it just helps you to relax. Maybe mm-hmm. naked. Stuff like, man, shut up, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, the type of therapy that I advocate for is talk therapy. Mm-hmm. And so, but many things can be therapeutic. So float therapy, if it is relaxing you, mm-hmm. you know, I talk a it's lot. It's like about, meditation? Yeah, absolutely. It can be just a form of relaxation. We know we are a very stressed out society mm-hmm. um, and these can be things to help not manage the stress, but reduce your stress. Mm-hmm. So I'm with anything that you walk away from that makes you feel better, that doesn't harm you. But marijuana, some people do use marijuana. They do, and I think, you know, now that more uh, states are going to make that a a legal option, as a psychiatrist, I definitely need to be prepared for Mm -hmm. patients who may push back and say, well, marijuana helps me Mm -hmm. feel less anxious, but we also know that marijuana can actually make your anxiety worse. I like CBD. CBD is something that we still don't know a lot about in our medical community, but I think it's, again, potentially something that could be beneficial. But I think people are still looking for external things to make themselves feel better. It's all inside. I agree with that. You have to figure out how to feel the feelings and not look at, now marijuana is going to be the thing that saves me. Or, you know, this partner, whatever. Like, a lot of it is inside. And we got to stop thinking that you are not supposed to feel sad Mm -hmm. or you're not supposed to feel angry. That's freaking normal. Mm-hmm. It's normal. That's interesting you say that because, like, even with the CBD, like, I feel like CBD makes me sleep better. I feel like it takes away my anxiety. But I'm also doing other things. I'm going to therapy. I'm doing I'm doing everything I'm supposed to do. So I wonder, am I just in a better space and I'm giving CBD credit? I think so. I mean, yeah. CBD's everywhere. I'm definitely on the fence. I would not recommend it to any of the patients I take care of just because I don't really know what this is doing. And now it's just so interesting how marketing can really just push things. Mm-hmm. You go into a coffee shop, they have, like, a CBD espresso and there's a place I get a facial like a CBD what the heck is this stuff let's mm-hmm. like slow it down it does feel bit. good on your joints though I, I, I mean, when you work out <laughs> and you feeling sore and you rub something on you oh my god so does Windex apparently in that Windex. old like I'm exaggerating yeah, Windex. no the movie my big fat Greek wedding the father mm. was like put Windex on it he was spraying everything with Windex gotcha. it's all in your mind you just mm. gotta slow it down a little bit eat right get enough rest do not listen to Steve Harvey with this no sleep. Mm-hmm. You need to sleep. Mm-hmm. You need to be drinking enough water. You need to eat well. You mm-hmm. need to exercise. You can't just avoid all of these things and kind of look for CBD or all of these other That's true. outside um, things to, to help you. You have to take care of your body. All right, well, let's take one more call. Let's go to the phone lines. Hello, who's this? Hello? Randy. Hey, Randy, how you Hello, doing? Hey. hey, what's your question for Dr. Right, Jess? I lost my dad when I was nine years old, and then eight years later, my mom was beat to death. And oh, that mercy. I can put a front on where it don't hurt me on the outside, but on the inside, it just tears me up. Mm-hmm. So I'm just trying to figure out how to how to deal with it. Yeah, I mean, oh, my gosh. Loss is devastating. I'm, I'm really sorry for the losses in your life. I, you know, I think 
you don't have to put on a front. And do you have a space that you you get to have where you get to express that emotion? Do you have dinner with you? Not really. I I mean, I just have, uh, I don't talk to none of my other family. I just have my wife and, you know, I just recently had my fourth child. So I I got my wife and kids, but my wife already has a lot on her plate. I'm not trying to put more of my problems on her plate. And that's reasonable. I think we don't want to overuse our relationships as, you know, ways to help heal ourselves. Um, You know, your your wife shouldn't be your therapist. You know, I'm going to say the same thing I've been saying over and over. It might be time to seek a grief counselor. Um, And the reason is it's going to give you a space to talk about it. If you're not talking about these huge losses, right, losing your parents is just unbelievably devastating. If you're not talking about it, of course, you're going to still feel hurt and then the longer that you 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 know you're away from those deaths the less likely that you're going to feel like you could talk about it you're going to feel like I should be over this and you shouldn't be right you need a space to talk about it i'd say go as far as therapy if not look for a support group uh you know if you got some friends you feel close to have something where you meet with them every month and you talk about how you're feeling you got to be a little bit more active with that don't hold it in do you think that your wife could tell something's wrong with you like that you've been having yeah all the time she can. She mm-hmm. she she knows. Mm-hmm. And then just like the May, June, July is just like the hardest months because that's when they passed away and we buried them and whatnot. So that, when those come up, you know, it's just hard months. But I feel like you should be able to talk to your wife, though, mm-hmm. and just... Uh, and I'm sure she would want to and tell her, look, I just want you to listen. I just want to tell you why I feel the way that I do. And if I'm acting a certain way, I just want you to understand me. And you'd be surprised. Sometimes people really can appreciate that, and she might just be a shoulder yeah. for you to lean on. That's why you married her, I would think. Mm. It is, definitely. I just, it's just it's hard to talk, you know, about it. And, and that's why she'll love that because we know how hard it is, like, for us to talk about things and for you to talk about things. Like, I love for my boyfriend to tell me any kind of issues that he's having because I like to just listen mm. and show my love and support. Like mm-hmm. If when I talk about it, I don't know, it brings tears to my face and that, and I just don't, I don't know, as a man, I've always been taught, you know, hold things in and just keep it strong for the family, so. Mm. I know that's not the right way to go, but. And it's okay to cry, Randy. Yeah. Yeah, man, let them yeah. tears go, like, yo, the, the days hard, of. Man. You know, like, I Google, if I Google my, like, my mom's name is the first name that pops up when you Google it. Mm-hmm. Wow. And it's just like. That's fine. You know, Cry, bro. Man. The days of men acting hard for no reason is a wrap. Let, like, let it go. Let it go. <laughs> no, seriously, let it go. You're hearing it right. from, from right. everyone here. You've got, you got to let it out. Any less of, I, yeah, I would love that. I would think it was amazing that he would trust me enough to be able to speak to me. Mm. We love you, brother. Uh, I appreciate it, man. So you love me back, man. I love you. <laughs> he said he appreciates it because he don't love you. Oh, love you, bro, bro. Yeah. <laughs> I love you. All right, man. That's right. the worst when you tell what somebody thing, I love you and they say I appreciate it. Yeah. That's what I have to say you. Again. <laughs> you love me back. No, Doctor, you. what role do you think the tech world is going to play mm-hmm. when it comes to psychiatrists and therapy and stuff like that in the future? Well, well I'm seeing apps. That's what I was saying earlier. I've seen some apps that mm-hmm. are, that's supposed to help people with therapy and things like that. Yeah, I mean, I think tech is definitely going to be the way for many parts of uh, medicine. Psychiatry certainly is one of those. But my fear is that it still takes us away from that human connection. We know teens are dealing with a lot more depression than we were decades ago. Mm-hmm. They're going to be the ones to use the apps, but what they're missing is that that human interaction, that looking face-to-face, that crying to your spouse, uh, to your partner. And so 
I think they're going to be around, but I'm really hesitant. But I think, you know, we'll see. I hope to have a nap soon. Uh, that'll do a little bit more of the form. Yeah, because people can hit you up and ask you questions always. Yeah, yep. how can people hit you? Give people your information. Yeah, so I'm, I'm on social media. Ask Dr. Jess. I do these live Q&As every Saturday or Sunday. I usually talk about a topic that's general. I've talked about grief. Um, I try to be available to answer questions, really just to provide support. I want therapists to reach out to me because when I do get a message, I want to be able to say, call this therapist up. They're taking new patients. Um, so people can visit my website, Ask Dr. Jess. Therapists should visit. Make sure that you guys go to that area and give me your information. Well, thank you, um, Dr. Jess, for helping yeah. these people out today. And always. Helping us out always. Yeah, thanks yes, for thank having you, me. Thank you, Dr. Jess. I always appreciate you coming through for us. It's Dr. Jess. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Good morning. What's happening? Good morning. Beautiful was, Wednesday. This is. I was just thinking, right? We don't. Yay. We don't. I never like when you think. Uh, shut up. I'm being honest with I you. I was at Hershey I'm Park impressed. over the weekend, and you know, my family is like extra competitive. Like very. Like competition is everything. I'm just thinking now because they're sending me the videos of the weekend. Like, is the basketball shooting? Everybody got to shoot, right? And and we really go hard for who winning. But anyway, we did an arm wrestling competition, right, in the middle of the park. It got so crazy. Everybody's surrounding us now watching us do arm wrestling, right? And my son, who's 15, is actually taking everybody out. Like, took my wife out. Took a lot. Like, it was it was very interesting. I bet you I you couldn't beat Black China. I bet you that much. You almost couldn't beat Black China. Yeah, I was playing. No, you was not playing. Okay. You were sweating. You was dead serious. You was, it, it was difficult for you. She got a lot of forearm strength. That's all I can tell you. <laughs> that's all you can tell you. She's a strong young lady. And I was thinking, right, this is going to sound crazy, right? This is the oh, way I, reason I brought it up. That's why we don't like you to think. Shut up. So my son, I beat my son, of course. But I really feel like is in about three, four years now, he off punishment. What kind of beat your son? Because you just told Dr. Just some crazy stuff in about three, beating your son. In three, four years, I think he might be able to beat me. So how can I... Get arm strength to make sure I can beat him in arm wrestling. What what do I need to do? <laughs> Would you like for me to show you the way you moving that fist over there? <laughs> I want to know. I just want to make sure I can beat him Excuse in arm me? wrestling. What exercise? You know what? Come see, here. I see. That's why I don't play with you. I'm just, <laughs> Come here. No, I'm not coming over there. <laughs> Come here. No. No. Ye? You know, don't ask me questions. Ye? Oh, hey, what's up? We got rumors coming Why are you up. blushing? Could you make God it God damn, I hate when a man blushes. <laughs> oh, this beige and blushing. I'm just asking a question about Why working out. effect on people, Ye? She, Why is he blushing? This is not blush. He is, you are blushing. Bro. No, this is this is not blush. This is about to go to human resources. Yeah, we got... Um, what are we doing? Rumors, rumors. Rumors let's, coming up. Yes, let's talk about a new talk show coming to BET. All right, we'll get to that next. Keep it locked. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Let's get to these rumors. Let's talk a new BET show. It's about time. What's going on? Yo. Rumor report. Rumor report. This is the Rumor Report. Talk to him. With Angela Yee on the Breakfast Club. Well, congratulations to Mark Lamont Hill. He's got his own BET talk show. It's called Black hey. Coffee. Dope. So Drop it's going to be a, bombs from Mark Lamont Hill. It'll be a 30-minute talk show, and it starts on June 3rd. So it's going to be talking about things like on Black Twitter, their, quote, buzziest conversations and topics about music, politics, race, social justice, and entertainment. And there'll also be guests on there. So congratulations to Mark Congrats Lamont Hill. I'm sure that's going to be a great show. Yes, Mark Lamont Hill and uh, Gia Peppers. Right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. She's on there, too? Yes. Okay, I love Gia. Gia. It's Gia Pepper. What the hell did I say? Gia. That's my wife. See, I can hear her right now. She gets mad at me every time because I always say that. Gia Peppers. Yeah, Drop one of the bombs from Gia Peppers. <laughs> All right. Well, let's discuss um, 
Lil Wayne, he has his fifth annual Little Louisiana Fest coming, so congratulations to him. It's been five years since he started that. I remember when he started that. So Travis Scott will be on there, Meek Mill, and of course Lil Wayne will be performing, and you know he's going to show up and perform for that one for sure. So last year was the 10th anniversary celebra- celebration of the Carter Three, and that's where Jeezy, Youngboy NBA, and Tory Lanez perform, but tickets will go on sale on Friday. So that's going to okay. be for Little Louisiana Fest. Now, Charlamagne had a chance to sit down with Ed Sheeran, and that video is out now. And amongst things they talked about, they talked about Bruno Mars in that song. This project actually started with with one idea I had. You remember Lady Marmalade, right? This is like yeah. this, this is such a silly idea, but I I had an idea of doing that. And I was like, oh, you could get Bruno Bieber and me on a record. How fun would that be? <laughs> <laughs> the first person I rung was Bruno, and he was just like, I mean, let's let's just do a song together, just us, and then that's how it happened. So then I did a song with Bruno and did a song with Bieber, and then these individual songs started happening, and then it just turned into a project. It's interesting that Sharon and Bruno Mars have never done a song together. Ain't they both on Atlantic? Yeah, they're both on Atlantic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I guess they got a song together now. Yeah, now they do. It's not like I heard it or anything. <laughs> All right, now he also talks about not wanting to be a culture vulture. A lot of times we feel like there's artists that love our culture but don't necessarily love us. Which is what, what I was very, very scared of. That's definitely not the place that I'm coming from with this. You're not just doing the music. You're actually doing something that could possibly contribute to the betterment of that community. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's dope. And I think that's the way it should be, because like I said, people always say they love our culture, but they don't love us. You show that you love us when you do stuff like that. It's about kind of just showing respect, Mm -hmm. showing respect, not just being like, come to me. All right. Well, you can check out that whole entire interview online. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a lot more than that. I mean, that was nine minutes, but it's like a couple hours, I think. Ooh, okay. Don't Don't, don't get me to lie. All right, now, Megan the Stallion, let's talk about a really sad situation that happened. Uh, apparently, this one young woman at Gina with Danina uh, told her that her cousin was a huge fan of hers and was killed after he attended one of her concerts. So after that, Megan the Stallion did respond. And not only did she respond, but she also was helping to cover the funeral cost for that fan who was killed after going to see her at a club appearance. She said, I'm so sorry for your loss. His energy was amazing when we met. So- what happened at the club appearance? It was a shooting or... Well, or was he, a car accident or something with the club, something with the venue? He was killed know? after leaving the club. So I don't know exactly mm. how he was killed. We just know that he left the club after meeting her, which was very exciting for for him to have met the person that he was, you know, such a huge fan That's of. Sad. So she donated $1,200 to his GoFundMe page to help cover for the cost. And she also, um, yeah, that was an amazing thing to do for Megan Thee Stallion. I like Megan Thee Stallion's music a little too much, you know what I'm saying? Because, you know, you be, in the, you be in the gym listening to an album like Fever. And then you, you know, you, can't you just might freak. move a little. We- you might move a little weird big in the old, mirror. Big old freak. Yeah, you, like you might right? move a little weird in the mirror. Mm-hmm. People start looking at you strange. She's really dope, and she's a great performer too. Not only is she a great rapper, her mom was a rapper, like I said before, but she also can perform. Like when you see her shows, and she dope, and the hotties. I never seen them showing before. out. All my little young ratchet nieces love her. <laughs> All right. Now, um, let's talk about Regina Hall. She said that she refused to tell a Whitney Houston joke. Apparently, she was uh, 
you know, supposed to say this joke in the script. And she said it was a joke about drugs and it was about Whitney Houston. And she said, I was like, I don't want to say that. She said, artists give so much. And so to make fun of what was a challenge and an illness, it just didn't feel right. So that's what they had to say. And she said on Black Monday, the writers did appreciate her feedback. And they said the great thing, she said the great thing about our writers is they were like, absolutely, we'll just do something else. So Black Monday centers on the worst stock market crash in Wall Street history on October 19th, 1987. And Regina Hall plays Dawn Darcy on that. It's the fictional first female head trader on Wall Street with a sharp tongue and an even sharper mind. So it was renewed for a second season. It starts in 2020. That's dope, though, to say, look, I'm not saying that joke. Sometimes people will just read whatever's in the script and still be like, uh, I don't know if I should say that. And, and, and also because, you know, in, in this generation, it's, you're going to get crucified for it on social media. So why even jump out there and do that? Well, maybe she also just felt like it's just inappropriate. Yeah, she's in a place where she's like, like, I don't I don't want to do it. I ain't got to do it. And no, if you can talk smart. to the writers and say, I don't think this is in a, if you Sometimes there's jokes that you just don't feel comfortable with. So, uh, F. Gary Gray, congratulations to him. He just got a star in the Hollywood Walk of Fame Mm -hmm. after putting in over 20 years in the film industry. You know, he did Ice Cube's It Was a Good Day video. That's a long time ago. And then he did Friday, of course, as well. And he just set it off, the Italian job, straight out of Compton, all of that. So, congratulations to F. Gary Gray for getting his star. All right, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your rumor report. All right, and you know you. he has the um, Men in Black movie that's coming out. I think right, the fourth one, Men in Black International. They're gonna do another one. Oh, with Tessa Thompson and uh, I think Chris, Chris Hemsworth. Hemsworth yeah. yeah, that comes out June mm. 14th. Okay. All right, thank you for that. And Charlemagne, dog of the day, who are you giving that to? You know, uh, one thing that I can't stand is a liar, especially an adult liar, a grown ass liar. Because there's just no reason to tell tall tales. But uh, four after the hour, we'll talk about it. Rob Palenka needs to come to the front of the congregation. We'd like to have a word with him. All right, we'll get into that next. And don't forget, next hour is also Ask Yee. So if you need relationship advice or any type of advice, hit up Yee right now. 800-585-1051. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Get donkey at a date. Yeah, you dumb ass. You get donkey at a date. Yeah, you dumb You are a donkey. It's time for Donkey of the Day. Donkey of the Day, huh? I'm going to fatten all that shit around your eye. They want this man to throw them blows, man. They wait for Charlemagne to tap these gloves. Let's go. They had to make a judgment of who was going to be on the Donkey of the Day. They chose you. Yeah. The Breakfast Club, bitches. Who's Donkey of the Day today? Well, Ed Sheeran, uh, Donkey of the Day for Wednesday, May 29th, goes to Los Angeles Lakers general manager Rob Palenka. Now, if you go home during the day and turn on ESPN like I do, then you've been hearing this, hearing this name a lot over the past week because the GOAT, a man who went one-on-one with HIV and won, Irvin Magic Johnson, okay, second greatest NBA player of all time, had some not-so-flattering things to say about Rob Palenka. Let's hear it. And then I start hearing, you know, Magic, you're not working hard enough. Magic's not in the office. So people around the Laker office was telling me Rob was saying things. and Rob Palenka. Rob Palenka. And I didn't like those things being said behind my back, that I wasn't in the office enough and so on and on. So I started getting calls from my friends outside of basketball saying those things now were said to them outside of basketball. Now, not just in the Laker office anymore. Now... It's in the media and so on. And these are people you trust. Exactly. But when you allude to the backstabbing, who exactly were you talking to? No, just Rob. I told him in year two, I'm only here three years. So my job is, Rob, to get you ready for this position. And so when all this was coming back to me and guys calling me saying, you better watch out for him. And then what was crazy was when I took the job, you know how many agents called me and said, you got to watch out for him. Jesus. 
pretty wow. self pretty self explanatory, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Magic said he's a backstabber. Magic said agents told him you got to watch out for him. Look, man, I'm the type of person that when I hear certain things about certain people, I take it into consideration when I deal with them because I am a stern believer that you just have to watch how someone treats other other people because eventually it will be your turn. It just is what it is. If a person treats people good, that's just in their nature. He will eventually do the same to you. If a person treats someone bad, well, that's just in their nature too, and they will eventually do the same to you. That's just how it goes. Now, I don't know if Rob Palenka is a bad person or not, but I do know one thing. He's a liar. Well, I'm not going to call him a liar. I'm just going to say he got caught in a lie. Okay, and one thing I will never understand is a grown ass liar. Okay, I understand why kids lie; they don't know any better. All right, they don't want to get in trouble in most cases. But grown ass liars, I will never understand. And Rob Palenka, ladies and gentlemen, is a full blown adult liar. Exhibit A: In May of 2018, Rob Palenka was introducing Dwayne the Rock Johnson. The Rock was delivering a Genius Series talk to the team, and during that introduction, Rob, who worked with Kobe Bryant. For 18 years, told a tall tale about setting up a dinner meeting with Kobe Bryant and the late Heath Ledger. Let's hear it. I remember just a really quick story. There was one time when Kobe, who I worked with for 18 years, was going back to play in Madison Square Garden, and he had just seen The Dark Knight. And he's like, hey, hook me up with dinner with Heath Ledger, because he got so locked into that role. I want to know how he mentally went there. And so we had dinner with Heath, and he talked about how he locks in for a role, and Kobe mm-hmm. used some of that in his game Great. against the Knicks in terms yeah. of mental preparation. Okay. You done uh, up now. You know that does. Listen, uh, can, can, we, can we listen one more time? Just one more time, please. I remember just a really quick story. There was one time when Kobe, who I worked with for 18 years, was going back to play in Madison Square Garden, and he had just seen The Dark Knight. And he's like, hey, hook me up with dinner with Heath Ledger because he got so locked into that role. I want to know how he mentally went there. And so we had dinner with Heath, and he talked about how he locks in for a role, and Kobe mm-hmm. used some of that in his game Great. against the Knicks in terms yeah. of mental preparation. I know you're sitting there thinking, well, what's the big deal, Charlemagne? Kobe Bryant and Heath Ledger had dinner. After Kobe Bryant saw The Dark Knight, what's the issue? Well, the problem is Heath Ledger died six months before The Dark Knight was released in July of 2008. I repeat, Heath Ledger died six months before The Dark Knight was released in July of 2008. So unless Kobe was grubbing with a ghost, this never happened, all right? Somebody please whisper to Rob Palenka that not telling the truth is the same as lying, and lying is the same as not telling the truth. Either way you slice it, he's lying, and I don't know why. What's the point? Mm -hmm. This was 2018. Kobe Bryant's career at that point didn't need any more sauce on it, all right? You worked with Kobe for 18 years, and the best motivational story you could find for that man was a fictional story about him watching The Dark Knight and having dinner with Heath Ledger. Heath Ledger? All right, I just don't understand the point of lying. You know what's interesting? What? This is interesting, right? Back in 2011, I was having a conversation with Tupac Shakur. And Tupac was wow. telling me... Really? Tupac was telling me that the truth doesn't cost anything, but a lie could cost you everything. So I don't understand why people make up stuff. Well, what did you, know you say after he said that? I don't even remember. That was so long ago. Mm. But, but I get constant reminders, ye all the time that honesty is the best policy. 2015, true story. I was sitting down having brunch with Biggie Smalls, right? Biggie? Biggie. And if you're wondering what we ate, it was a T-bone steak, cheese, eggs, and water. Too much sugar in the Welch is great. But Where were you Big, guys at? We was at uh, some brunch spot in Brooklyn. I can't remember the name of it. Mm. I don't remember. Footprints, maybe? Brooklyn Chop House. Know. It was a brunch spot. That's not in Brooklyn. I know, but I just wanted to see what he was going to say. He didn't really meet with Biggie. <laughs> okay. okay, I'm sorry. Why would you say that? You're calling him a liar? Exactly. I'm sorry, go ahead. But Big told me, 2015, Big told me, he said the truth may hurt for a little while. But a lie hurts forever. So it's like, damn, why lie? 
You're not in no trouble, Rob. You don't owe nobody no money. You have no reason to lie other than the fact you're just a liar. Okay, Rob Palenka's character is already in question. But now when you realize he lies about stuff like this and you're sitting around thinking, well, damn, when can I ever believe him? When can I ever believe anything he says? This situation reminds me of something that Martin Luther King Jr. told me yesterday. I was having lunch with Martin Luther King Jr. and the Honorable Elijah Muhammad yesterday. Oh, my goodness. And we were talking about this Rob Palenka situation, and I played this clip for them. Could we play the clip just one more time, just real quick? I remember just a really quick story. There was one time when Kobe, who I worked with for 18 years, was going back to play in Madison Square Garden. And he had just seen The Dark Knight. And he's like, hey, hook me up with dinner with Heath Ledger because he got so locked into mm. that role. I want to know how he mentally went there. And so he had dinner with Heath and he talked about how he locks in for a role. And Kobe mm. used some of that in his game Great. against the Knicks in terms yeah. of mental preparation. You know, Martin, Martin Luther King Jr. saw that clip yesterday and he looked me dead in my eyes and he told me verbatim, he who is caught in a lie is not to be believed when he tells the truth. Rob, your days of being believed are over. Please give Rob Palenka the sweet sounds of the Hamiltons. Oh, now you are the donkey mm. of the day. You are the donkey of the day. So, what did y'all eat? For yesterday? Mm -hmm. Well, you know Martin Luther King Jr. is vegan. Oh, I know and, that. Um, yeah, so is the Honorable Elijah Muhammad. So mm. we had a nice little plant-based meal, mm. you know. Oh, plant-based meal. If you ever read meal. How to Eat to Live by Elijah Muhammad, you would know that. Okay. But, you know, ask mm. me stupid questions. What do we eat? I'm just curious. You know, it wasn't meat. Mm, I'm just curious. Okay. All right. All right. Martin just got off the bacon about 10 years ago, though. No. Oh. All right. Well, Good thank you for that donkey of the day. Mm -hmm. Up next, Ask Yee. 800-585-1051. If you need relationship advice or any type of advice, call Yee right now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God. We are The Breakfast Club. It's time for Ask Yee. Hello, who's this? Hi. Um, hi, this is Anonymous. Hey, Anonymous. How old are you, Anonymous? I'm 20. I just turned 30. Oh, my God. All right. <laughs> she don't what's even know how old. She's like, um. What's your question for <laughs> no, you, Mama? No, no. I'm so used to saying 20, 20, 20. But I'm 30 now. Okay. So, Okay. This is what it is. I, I try and keep it, like, concise. Um, so we, me and my husband, we got married, mm -hmm. um, out of which he got a green card. So, you know, good for him. Um, we have a child also. She's one. It didn't work out, like, between me and him to the point where, like, he's sleeping on the couch and sometimes I'm sleeping on the couch and we're seeing other people. Now we have court because, you know, he started hitting me. Ooh. And the temporary restraining order, it's up in a week. And so, like, my question is, I guess, like, I feel like it's time for him to just go and kind of leave, you know, me and my daughter and the apartment and the car because, mm -hmm. you know, she's not even two yet. And just, you know, go, like, be on his own or, like, be with his friends. Like, he has friends that he can sleep in their car or, like, crash on their, you know wherever and just take care of his daughter like i know he's not rich and i'm not trying to destroy his life but like i don't know obviously so wait you're so the fact that he's putting his hands on you and all of that but you're still thinking about not destroying his life even though your safety and well-being doesn't seem to be the first most concern for him i know i know like i know and and people keep telling me that and like i don't know I don't, you I don't, can't care about him more than you care about you 
No, no, and I don't, you know, I don't. I definitely don't. I just, I don't know, I guess I'm afraid of, like, what people would say. Like, people will be like, oh, well, because, you know, you know, you're you're not really supposed to call police and stuff like that on your man or whatever. Whose name so is like, on the, whose name is on the lease for the apartment and whose name is on the car? Mine, mine. It is my apartment. Well, he's got to go, girl. Yeah, I know. I He's got to go, and you should be like, look, you have to pack your stuff up and get out of here. I'm trying not to call the police on you so that you don't have to get arrested, but you are putting your hands on me. You're doing. We have a daughter together. I do not want her to grow up and think this is what a relationship is supposed to be like, and I care about myself. If you don't care about my well-being, I care about me. So I'm giving you the opportunity to do that. Now, if you don't want to do that, then we'll have to do things the legal way. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm know, concerned it's, about it's, your safety also because the fact that he's abusive to you, which is what it yeah. is, I don't want him to react in a way that you're, you feel endangered. Do you feel like you're in danger? Look, he stopped me. You know, he, he there, there's a camera somewhere in my house that he, like, records everything that I do. His, his sister called me. His sister called me all the way from Jamaica. I don't know who invited her into the argument, but his sister called me and is like, and it's like, oh, and even her threatening me, I just, I don't know. Like, a part of me is, like, afraid of what, like, our community is going to say, you know? Don't, like, girl, let me tell you something. Everybody has issues. Trust me. Yeah. You know, and that has nothing to do with who cares. With any. Everybody going to talk anyway. Who cares? It doesn't matter. What you have to care about the most is yourself and your daughter. Nobody should even, like, everybody has problems. So whether or not people try to act perfect, we all have issues. And you know what feels great? Coming out better on the other side of those issues. Yeah. How about can you move? Um, I mean, yeah, I, I, it's going to take me a little time to get the money together, maybe a month or two. But, yeah, I'm trying to move anyway because I live in, like, the worst part of town. <laughs> Yeah, so I think this is a great motivation for you to get it together, for you to actually move, because I wouldn't even trust being there. You said he has cameras in the house and all of those things. It feels just like a whole negative, bad vibe, and I understand it's not easy to just pick up and move, but he's got to go right now. And if that means you have to call somebody that you, you trust to be there with you until he gets it together, I would pack his stuff up, and when he comes, be like, this is what it is. I have this person here, and I will call the authorities if there's an issue and change the locks. Yeah. Yeah, I changed the locks already, actually. I and make that. sure that all of this, if you have to go to court and get a restraining order like you have already done and get that uh, taken care of, do those things to protect yourself and to protect your custody. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because the lady, the lady told me the other day that, you know, that they removed children from homes that with domestic violence. And I was like, when she said, I was like, okay, where do I find? <laughs> right. Where do I find? He's got to get, he's got to go. And guess what? If he gets arrested, whatever happens to him, that's on him. It's his actions that's causing those things. It's not your actions. It's his actions. So if you have to call the police on somebody because they're putting their hands on you because they won't leave, that's his fault. You gave him the opportunity that's to get out. That's my thing. It's like, either way, I don't care what you say. You can slander my name. You can say whatever you want. Amanda, it's your fault. Get out. Anyway, yeah, you can say whatever you want to say, but... Like, you know, I'm using my words and you're using your hands. Yeah, you have other options, so you got to go. But, yes, and I wish you the best of luck, and I hope you call and check back in on me. And I can't wait till you call me and say, girl, he's out of the house. Or I got my own place, a different place now, and things are so much better. So I look forward to that day, and I know you do too. Okay, bye. Thank you. All right, good luck.
All right, ask ye. 800-585-1051. If you need relationship advice, hit us up now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Everybody is DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We're in the middle of Ask Yee. Hello, who's this? Uh, can I be anonymous? Of sure. Course. What's your question for you? <laughs> hey Yee. Hey, Hi Bill. everyone. Um, so okay, so me and my my boyfriend and also the father of my child have been together um for four years, and so the last two years have been kind of iffy. Um, so we had broken up and then we got back together, but we've still been having issues mm-hmm. and it's not more so like he's done a lot. The reason why we broke up was because of a lot of what he's done in the past as far as like hurting me, cheating, all that other stuff. And so you mean I, hurting your feelings? Yes. Okay. So I feel like, um, where we are now, I feel like he's in the insecure state. Because now that he wants to fully commit, he's having all these insecure moments by not really feeling like I'm being faithful. So he's worried about and karma and payback. Exactly. And he keeps bringing it up. That's exactly what he keeps saying. He keeps bringing up the whole, um, you know, I want to get married and I want to marry you, but I don't want to get hurt. I don't want my feelings hurt. I don't like sharing. But it's like I had to go through all of that before. <laughs> so, and my biggest thing is I'm not doing anything at right. all, but it's like he will not trust me. So recently he just was granted this job offer, but it's in another state. Mm-hmm. And so he's been considering taking this job offer. Now he brought it up to me one, at one time um, and we spoke about it. And I, you know, I told him do whatever is best for you at this point. And so he's like, you know, I'm going to stay here and I'm going to do it for you. Mm-hmm. But then when we got into it again, he decided to take the offer. And now that he's taken the offer, he's been like calling and saying, you know, what do you want to do? What do you want with us and all of this other stuff? And my thing is, I'm not trying to relocate like you right. accepted this job offer off of a spare of the moment having a, a attitude type of thing and now you're getting upset that I'm telling you this was your decision. Mm-hmm, you it was. You didn't give me any type of play in that in making that decision but now that it's the end of the month and you have to get ready to leave, you want me to go ahead and tell you like, no, I want you to stay and I want you to be here. Well, yes, I do. I don't want you to leave our family. But at the same time, you made this decision. Mm-hmm. So you can't come back on me. So my thing is like, what? Because we got into it again about it. And I just, I don't know what to do at this point. So you told him that you would like him to stay, but he's definitely mm-hmm. leaving. Or you think that he's doing that for you to be like, no, baby, please don't move. I want you to stay. And that could yeah. sway him. Yeah, because this whole thing is like, he keeps saying that he's not going to chase me anymore. And I'm like, he got to learn to stop me. playing these games. Because he's yeah. he's only hurting himself and it's irritating. Like now you cheated on me, but you don't trust me. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> I mean, it makes sense. And, and you don't believe he's doing anything anymore, right? No. He he grew up. 
Well, first of all, it sounds like y'all need to go see a professional therapist together and do some couples therapy. Well, see, I've tried that. And each time that we would try to go in the past, um, he would say he would go. And then I would schedule it. And I would always end up going by myself. Well, you need to tell him it's a priority right now in order for this relationship to continue. Because it's not fair to you that you've had to deal with him cheating on you. And then on top of that, now you have to deal with him not trusting you. When do you get to live? Right. Like, when do you get to get spoiled and treated well? And you you have to demand better for yourself. First of all, you're not going to beg him to stay to help feed his ego. Okay? He made these decisions. And if that's what he wants to do, obviously you don't want him to. And you can tell him that. But ultimately, as an adult, it's his decision. Now, preferably, you would love for him to be there. And him leaving could actually end up destroying the relationship because he doesn't trust you. And maybe he he doesn't trust you because he doesn't trust himself. Yeah. And it's like, I don't... At this point, it's like I'm not going to continue to feed into something that you chose to do. It has to be exhausting you know? to you mentally. It is. It, it really is. And I've told him that several times. Like, you mentally drain me at times because it's like you play these little back and forth games. And then you expect me to sit up there and be the cleaner. He needs to go to therapy on his own as well. Yeah. Like, he needs to go by himself, and he needs to go with you. But he's got to learn how to cope better and understand why he's having these feelings because it's hard for me to say it without speaking to him. But what's going on with him that he feels so insecure right now? He probably doesn't feel like he's worthy of you, and he's taking it out on you. Yeah, I could be. Listen, we'll try to... Where? What city are you in? Houston. Houston. You know what? And I love the fact that you made these appointments, but it's very disappointing that he won't go. And if he really does want to work on things and feel more secure, then he needs to actually make the effort to do that. Yeah. So I encourage you to continue on that and tell him that the relationship's not going to work if he doesn't go. And I would say he needs to go on his own as well. So if you have to make that appointment for him to go so he can be more comfortable with it, maybe without you there, that might be helpful for him too, to have someone else to talk to. Right. I still doubt that he does it, though. <laughs> he has to. If he wants to, if he's dedicated and committed to making this relationship work, that's what he's going to have to do. And I'll be like, look, I'm not spending all this money for you to cancel an appointment again. Right. <laughs> all right, but you seem very level-headed, so I think that the family can, can appreciate that. But I just want you to live your life, and I want you to be spoiled, and I want you to be taken care of. Yeah, and, and that's what my family has been saying as well. Right, he sounds so. kind of toxic. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Yee. Thank you, everyone. Have a good one, Mama. All right. Good luck. H-Town. Ask Yee. 800-585-1051. What would Megan Thee Stallion do? If you got a question for Yee, you can hit her up right now. We got rumors on the way, Yee? Yes. Let's talk about Magic Johnson's. There's these allegations that he's terrible to work with. Find out how he responds. All right. We'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Today is National Biscuit Day, by the way. Okay. And that's one thing that New York is lacking is biscuits. What are you talking about? You know what I'm saying? I'm from South Carolina. Like KFC. I, don't, I don't really like carbs. I ain't talking Pop about No. Bojangles. Okay? We got Bojangles up here. You know, nah, I'm not going to front. Chick-fil-A got a good goddamn biscuit, too, now. Chick-fil-A. We got, we got our biscuits, Y'all man. Y'all ain't really a biscuit sandwich country. And then we got It's Biscuit, the blogger. We got him, too. Man, shut up. <laughs> that's why I stopped talking to you sometimes. <laughs> I don't know why I even started this conversation with it, you. It's Biscuit just hit you. He has a song. I know. Yeah, yeah, he just hit me saying he got a song. that's why you said yeah, that. Yeah, he sent me that, too. I ignored it, though. <laughs> 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 he said, I'm dropping a for his biscuit. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's not, but that wasn't the biscuit I was talking about this morning. I was talking about a nice, warm, buttered biscuit. Oh, that is the biscuit you were talking about. You kinky, man. All right, let's get to these rumors. Let's talk Magic Johnson. I don't know why I talk to you. <laughs> it's time, time, time. She's spilling the tea. 
This is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. Well, ESPN did a full expose on what went wrong with the Lakers and what's going on behind the scenes. Lakers 2.0, the failed reboot of the NBA's crown jewel. Now, it's a lot to read, but if you have time, I guess they've been investigating for a couple of years and did a whole lot of interviews to get this done. Uh, This all came out yesterday. Now, Stephen A. Smith apparently was very upset about this report coming out, and here's how he lost it. ESPN.com decides to come out with a story on the day that Magic and the crew are going to be here. Do I like the fact that I have to deal with it today? Hell no. Go check it out on ESPN.com. Obviously, it's very, very important. I mean, it's it's cover of ESPN.com. It's a big deal, right? I mean, Magic Johnson was tyrannical as a boss. That's basically what picture they're trying to paint. He wasn't pleasant to work for. That smile wasn't always there. He was demanding, and he wouldn't tolerate mistakes. Oh, my God. Let's get the axe. Wow. Well, he was very irritated. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, so let me give you some backstory because I know we've been talking about this here and there. You know, Magic Johnson retired, and people were shocked by that retirement, and he did say it was because of Rob Palenka. Well, he stepped down. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. He stepped down from the Lakers. Now, Magic Johnson was the president of basketball operations and Palenka was the general manager. And they did end up firing coach, the coach, Luke Walton. Now, according to Magic Johnson, he said, if you're going to talk betrayal, it's only with Rob. They talk about this in the expose. Now, one of the issues was people, staffers were saying that Magic Johnson was abusive to the employees. They said even as soon as he first came, he told people that if you didn't want to be there, if you couldn't do your job, he had stacks of resumes, so I guess it makes people feel a lot of pressure at the time, and they felt like we're supposed to be on the same team. Why are you putting this pressure on us? Now, according to one of the other staffers, they said if you question him on anything, his response was always a threatening tone. He used intimidation and bullying as a way of showing authority. That don't even sound like Magic Johnson. Well, here's what Magic Johnson had to say in response to that. I've been in business 35 years. I've had partnerships with some of the biggest companies, Fortune 500 companies in in the country. Now, I've never sat in an HR person's office in 35 years. Two years with the Lakers, no HR appearance. Do you think Jeannie Buss will allow me to abuse the employees? If that was the case, she would have called me in. Joe McCormick would have called me in, the lawyer for the Lakers, as well as Dan, the other lawyer. It never happened. Mm. He's right. You work at all these businesses and never been to the HR office. He doesn't have a history of this. You would have heard rumblings of Magic being a terrible person if he was a terrible person. We've all met Magic Johnson. Magic Johnson's been on The Breakfast Club. Well, I can't say I know him, though, like that. He's a nice guy. He seems like a nice guy. Well, really nice guy. And, and I think okay, he heard according to this report, though, that some of the uh, colleagues at the Lakers had fear and it led to feelings of anxiety severe enough that at least two staffers suffered panic attacks. Yo, that, that could they be... said one staffer actually worked there for more than two decades with that team and once he started working there she would suffer increased anxiety and panic attacks. She was prescribed anti-anxiety medication and actually quit the Lakers after working there and began several weeks of therapy. That could also be the scared of the big black man syndrome too by the way. All right, because you're talking about somebody's tone. I mean, and why, is, why, why would his tone be, be, be bad? Now, another complaint, according to this expose, was that Magic Johnson was giving these agents too much authority, in particular, Rich Paul. They said Rich Paul was flying on the private jet with the Lakers, and that's not something that's heard of in that business, and that he was having all kinds of back-channel conversations, 
including with reporters saying that he didn't like the coach, Luke Walton, and wanted to have his own person in place. And here's how Magic Johnson responded to that. Rich Paul had access to the Lakers because he had two clients with the Lakers. He called and said, hey, I'm in Brooklyn. We talked about allowing him to fly back with the team. That's the only time he flew with the team because they were he was in Brooklyn, and I allowed him to do it. That was on me. I allowed him to do that. Magic should have said, he could have rode on my jet, but I was riding on the Lakers jet, so just jump on with me. <laughs> hey, what's the problem with that, though? Well, they're saying that that doesn't happen normally. They Every once in a while, it. it happens. And I mean, then, according, when, when I'm, just, I'm just telling you what's in this expose. When your client is LeBron the, James, yes. it happens. It happens, yeah. <laughs> <All right. laughs> okay. And Rich did not really make any comment for this when he was uh, asked to comment on it. But I guess one of the issues was it's nerve-wracking for the other players because you feel like he has other clients that he's trying to get into position oh and you might get cut from the team. So I don't know. But according to this expose, they're saying that uh, Palenka and Magic Johnson have never done this job. They have no idea how to do it, let alone how to do it in the space with those guys from Clutch Sports. And that's what the issue is. Leave Magic alone. I don't like them saying Magic is lazy either. Magic is Well, the he goat. responds to that as well, but I don't know if we have time to play it. No? Okay, sorry. All right, well, make sure you guys read that whole expose and then listen to his interview that he did after it came out. As you can hear, Stephen E. Smith had to speak to him later that day. All I'm Angela right. Yee, and that's your Rumor Report. All right, the People's Choice mixes up next. Let's go. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the God. We are the Breakfast Club. And happy birthday to Carmelo Anthony. Today is his 35th birthday. Melo, what's up, Melo? Drop one of Clues Bombs for Carmelo Anthony. I want to see you play ball out here somewhere, Melo. I don't know where, but... We were talking about basketball last break, too. You should you should do that, Yee, the magic being lazy thing. Okay, you want to hear it? Yeah, we yeah. Yeah. Okay, we can play it right now. I know we didn't have much time to get to all this because it was a lot uh, to dissect. But when Magic Johnson was accused of being lazy, here's how he responded. I have built a $600 million business. You cannot be lazy going from playing basketball and winning five championships. So I wasn't lazy as a player, and I'm not lazy as a CEO and a business owner. That's never going to happen. I just think that's disrespectful. And the reason I think it's disrespectful is because whenever you don't get along with a person or you and a person fall out, now you want to slander their name. Like Magic Johnson, lazy? How? How is the second greatest NBA player of all time who, 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 who won a championship in college, who went to the finals nine times in the NBA and won five of them, who after leaving the NBA has a business worth $600 million? When was he lazy? I've never seen him lazy. It might, it might have been that one time he should have wore a condom, but, hey, players mess up too. Bro, stop it. But you know what? It is something that they did interview multiple people. So what? You know, I'm just saying, so I wouldn't discredit everything. No, who I would. Knows? You know why I would? Because last week Magic Johnson went on ESPN and basically threw the Lakers organization under the bus, and now those people still work for Rob Palenka. So they not come all to of the... them still work there. Well, there's a lot of people that actually ended all right, up. All right, girls, we don't know. No, I'm just I'm saying. Just, I'm just telling you what happened for real. I'm in the just article. saying. When you got a man that's been in this business for 30 plus years, you've never heard nothing bad about Magic Johnson. But the first time something doesn't go right, now people are saying Magic Johnson's lazy. Come on, man. His work, his work ethic, his life shows he's not lazy. Come on. <laughs> all right. Well. When we come back, positive note, don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, now it's time for the positive note. What's before up, we do that, I just want to shout out Songlang. That actually came on last night, the first episode. So just want to make sure you guys are aware uh, that Songland has started. And What is Songland? That's the show with Esther Dean hosting. I'd never heard of it. Me neither. Mm. What network does it come on? It's on NBC. Oh, okay. And they, we actually also have a Songland podcast. Uh, we've teamed up with them at iHeart. And so the winning song from Songland will be available on iHeartRadio's app 
as well. So you can hear that there. All right. Well, leave us on a positive note. Yes, man. I want to salute uh, Dr. Jessica Clemens for coming today. Ask Dr. Jess. And, you know, we had some great conversations about mental health. It is Mental Health Awareness Month. And one thing that Dr. Jess says that I always agree with is that it's okay to feel. Okay? It's a great quote. Uh, the quote is, you don't have to be positive all the time. It's perfectly okay to feel sad, angry, annoyed, frustrated, scared, or anxious. Having feelings doesn't make you a negative person. It makes you human. So allow yourself to feel. Okay, kids? Okay. Breakfast Club, bitches! Y'all finished or y'all done?